Hello, my name is Ashley Redmond. I am an astrologer, holy fire Reiki master, and intuitive. This is my podcast, Manifest Magic. Hello and happy October. We have moved into a new month, new energy. We began this month with a full moon in Aries. Aries is passionate, it's intense, and it's feisty. And interestingly enough, the ruler of Aries right now, Mars, is currently retrograde. So we are working on our anger issues and working through maybe some internalized frustrations and anger. We started off this month with the full moon, so things are feeling maybe a bit intense, and we have to work through feelings of anger, impatience, aggression maybe, an internal struggle, an internal fight. I was enjoying a peaceful and quiet full moon, and out of nowhere... I was triggered by an occurrence and I got all the way through the day and I figured, oh, nothing's going to happen. This full moon has been so peaceful, even though it's in Aries and it's intense. But I definitely had my fair share of anger boil up to the surface and it was unexpected, but it was not unexpected, I should say, because it's Aries and Aries is connected to our anger. It's our primal instincts. It's the warrior. Then on October 2nd, Venus and Virgo. So Venus, the planet of love, harmony, affection, pleasure, and abundance moved into Virgo. Virgo is practical. It's logical. It's realistic. It is patience. My motto for Venus and Virgo is devoted to love, patiently awaiting love or patiently awaiting your desires. Virgo is a sign which teaches us to be critical, analytical, to analyze things, to receive the facts, calm through them, and then move forward. So when this energy is translated into a love energy, we become more grounded with our emotions. Since Virgo is incredibly practical and logical, when it comes to love and the emotions, Venus and Virgo is a very sober energy. We may see our emotions or relationships with a more realistic perspective. It is not fantasy. It is not a romance novel. It is a perspective that is incredibly realistic, maybe even a bit too critical to a fault. Venus and Virgo helps us identify what our realistic needs are are in relationships, and how are we being served in relationships? How are we serving others? And what is helping us grow in relationships? 
Virgo's connected to simplicity. It is minimalistic. It does not care for the fluff and the foof like Libra does. Virgo wants things to be simple, organized, grounded, and most of all, reliable. Virgo is looking for someone who is reliable, practical, intelligent. Virgo loves reading, writing, learning, studying. Think sexy nerd with Venus and Virgo. Think sexy librarian with Venus and Virgo. The more knowledge, the bigger the turn on. So that is Venus and Virgo. It's practical. It's patient when it comes to love. It's not impatience. It's not impulsivity. It is very methodical and cautious with how it proceeds when it comes to matters of the heart. So Venus and Virgo. Then October 3rd, Pluto goes direct in Capricorn. Pluto has been retrograde since April 24th of this year. Pluto is another of the large planets in Capricorn. Pluto has been in Capricorn for several years, but what makes him so important this year is he is next to Jupiter in Capricorn and Saturn in Capricorn. As I've mentioned before, these three big planets moving through Capricorn this year have been the players of 2020. They have created this transformative, intense environment we've been moving through throughout 2020. Pluto's transformation, he's death, he's rebirth, he's power, he is destruction, he is heaven, he is hell, it is extremes. Pluto is connected to disease as well. And since April, Pluto has been retrograde. So when a planet is retrograde, this energy is not at full force. It is internalized more so than externalized. How has this manifested for us on a collective level? Well, since Pluto's related to death, disease, and fears, since April, we have internalized a lot of our self empowerment. Maybe even we have internalized a lot of our fears we felt. Maybe the fears we have felt are not equal to the reality of what has been occurring as far as the disease. Pluto is helping us transform through limitations this year. Pluto is helping to dismantle systems, structures, governments, authority, things that have no longer served us, things that no longer serve us, things that need to change. So it's not all bad things. It's helping us find our power. It's helping us to release what does not serve us. Questions for you to ask as Jupiter goes direct this month. These are some journal prompts for you. Where can I transform in my life? Where do I need to transform in my life? What do I need to release to connect to my power? And where do I feel most powerful in my life? What can you change? What are you in control of? 
I want to take a minute to talk about the history of Saturn and Pluto conjunctions. And I'm going to start by talking about Saturn and Pluto conjunctions in Capricorn, which is what we have in 2020. And this occurred on January 12th. This is a big deal because these planets, when they meet up, make big waves. Pluto is death and power. Saturn is control and authority and also government. Pluto is as well disease. When Saturn and Pluto were in conjunction, which means when they met up in Capricorn in January of 1518, this was two months after Martin Luther nailed his 95 thesis to the church door and began the Protestant Revolution. This also was a time when slave trade began its boom and multiple tragedies occurred for an entire group of people. Saturn and Pluto are both outer planets. So when they join up, it's a big deal. Pluto either empowers us or he he destroys us. And we decide what we want to do with this energy. So Saturn and Pluto and Capricorn, it can be empowering of us coming out of rigid structures and destroying hierarchies. And in 1518, when this occurred with Martin Luther, he did just that with the Catholic Church. And another Pluto and Saturn conjunction in Capricorn occurred during 1771 during the Russian plague. When Saturn and Pluto join up, there can be plagues or death and destruction. During the flu crisis of 1918, Jupiter and Pluto were in cancer. In 1981, when we had the HIV outbreak, Jupiter and Pluto were together in Libra. So we see this pattern and we also see a a pattern between Jupiter and Pluto. So Pluto's death, Jupiter is expansion. So back to Saturn and Pluto, it gives us a chance to create a new world or a new reality and make things practical. And this year with Pluto and Saturn joining up in Capricorn, we are being asked to respond to the world that is changing and find ways to empower ourselves as well as understand humanity on an entirely different level because we are moving into a new era. Saturn and Pluto conjunctions are 36-year cycles. And we have seen many incredibly notable things occur during these cycles. Some that are especially notable, World War I in 1914, the rise of Hitler, and also this simultaneously was the, was the time when Mahatma Gandhi became a leader, a spiritual leader. And There are multiple references in history around astrology and around these incredibly monumental moments. And 
it's fascinating to break things down whenever we look at history and looking at the astrology behind what occurred. This year, the United States is having what's called a Pluto return, which means that Pluto is going to be positioning back to the place that it was when this country was founded. A Pluto return is incredibly karmic. We human beings do not have Pluto returns because we do not live to be 200 something years old or 300 something years old. We do not ever have the experience of a Pluto return. Countries, monuments, places, governments, systems, they will experience Pluto returns. And a Pluto return, since none of us have actually lived through one, but we're experiencing it right now in the United States, is a reaping of our karmic debt to people, to society, to groups of people. And this is exactly what is occurring specifically The Pluto return for the United States is very much tied to slavery and the misuse of power. Now, Pluto is our personal power. It's transformation. But Pluto, when we do not use our Plutonic energy in a healthy way, in a positive way, we will create karma for ourselves. And the United States is going through an incredibly karmic period during 2020. I want to reference a post I did back in June where I spoke about Saturn and Pluto in Capricorn. And in 1518, Saturn and Pluto joined up in Capricorn. And this was at the height of the Italian Renaissance. Da Vinci, Michelangelo, Spain and Portugal also began the great colonization and expansion of the Western world. Okay, so we have something really positive happening, but then also there's something really dark that's happening. And that is Pluto energy. It's heaven and it's hell. Because during the Renaissance, these beautiful things were happening. Knowledge and wisdom and science and art were all blossoming and We were colonizing and expanding the Western world, but many people suffered at the hands of these Europeans as they were colonizing. And one of the most tragic events that occurred during this colonization was the beginning of the African slave trade. So we have this expansive energy, this transformative energy, but we also have a great amount of tragedy and sadness that occurred to many human beings. And I want to go back to the Pluto return that is happening for the United States because Pluto is going back in the sky to the same place it was when the Declaration of Independence was signed in 1776. And the dark side of the United States is being shown. Okay, so we are seeing the blood on the hands of this nation now. And Saturn representing control and authority, Pluto representing power, transformation, and destruction. We're seeing this karmic cycle unfold this year in the United States. Okay, so great changes are happening. And later this year, when Saturn moves out of Capricorn into Aquarius, we're going to be healing society. We're going to be healing humanity against a corrupt system. We're freeing ourselves from a corrupt system. We're healing ourselves from a corrupt system. 
And there is a beautiful new era that will be unfolding. And we are going to experience all of this. So I'm going to leave you with a quote. A renaissance is the activity, spirit, or time of the great revival of art, literature, and learning. Learn how to see. Realize that everything connects to everything else. Leonardo da Vinci. So as this time, we see lots of craziness happening in the world. Darkness, but there is so much light to be seen and to be shown. We have Mercury retrograde coming up this month as well. It begins on October 14th and we are in Mercury shadow at the moment. So you need to, you need to double check your emails, your messages, your dates, check your travel plans if you're traveling and keep yourself organized. I personally do not stress very much about Mercury retrograde. I was born with Mercury Retrograde, as were many of you. And Mercury Retrograde, I will say this. Electronics, I will expect stuff to stop working or malfunction out of the blue. The printer will stop working during Mercury Retrograde. Okay, that was expected. I just expected it. Little glitches here and there with electronics. Things during Mercury Retrograde you can expect to happen. For sure, electronical issues or delays, miscommunications. Let's say you thought your appointment was today. It was actually next week. So things like that you have to be aware of. They will happen. Mercury retrograde is a pain in the butt, but what it helps us do is it helps us revisit, reevaluate, readdress things. It's a re, as in retrograde. We're going back. We are looking back at something, reevaluating something. We are redoing something. We are revisiting something. And what is inconvenient about Mercury retrograde is we have to revisit things that maybe we felt we've already gone through, but here it is again. So depending where you have Mercury retrograding in your chart, wherever you have Scorpio and Libra, this is where Mercury retrograde will be transiting. For example, if you've got Mercury retrograde in your seventh house of partnerships, marriage, you may be revisiting old issues with your spouse or your partner. And on another hand, it could be a positive thing. Maybe you guys have talked about moving forward in your relationship, marriage or moving or buying a house or having a kid. So maybe this is a time where you revisit an old topic So revisiting, that is the name of the game. I will get more into Mercury Retrograde specifically next week. And we have coming up this month as well as a new moon in Libra on October 16th. I want to get into the Jupiter and Saturn and Pluto conjunctions of this year since it is a very important topic and I want to talk a bit more about finances and the economy. Saturn, Jupiter, Pluto, all in Capricorn this year. Pluto has a very long transit. He takes about 18 years for each of the signs he moves through. And Saturn, the planet of restriction, control, who is in his home sign of Capricorn, have taught us this year about changes we need to make, 
changes we need to make in society, changes we need to make within the structures. Pluto is destruction and transformation. Saturn wants us to rebuild something, maybe even repurpose something. Jupiter wants us to expand our mindsets around what is possible. To go beyond what we've thought or been comfortable with, the beliefs, the ideas that we've thought, oh, this is how it is, this is how it's always going to be, I'm fine, I'm good. Jupiter is like, no, please think outside the box, please expand your mind, please think bigger. This is his job. It's about expansion. This year, we felt this restriction with Saturn. We've been stuck in our homes. Maybe some of you can't go to the office. Maybe some of you have felt financially restricted. Restriction all over, right? Jupiter is asking us, though, to create new opportunities, to create a new vision, to expand what we have thought is possible. Capricorn wants us to be realistic and wants us to plan for the future, to be responsible, to be practical, to be logical. Capricorn in astrology rules the skeletal system, the bones. Capricorn is bare bones, necessities, the bricks of the foundation of the building, the structure. 2020 is all about structure, changing the structure, rebuilding the structure, making something better, bigger, stronger. This is where you are being asked in your life to restructure, rebuild, and expand. Okay? Another thing about Pluto in Capricorn. Pluto, as I've mentioned, is a planet connected to destruction, death, and disease. Plagues. We've had a plague. And in society, when we have a plague, we have to adjust. We have to change. And as history has shown us, when there are plagues, this is when people have to move, migrate, immigrate. They move out of cities. They move into cities. Things change on an economic level, on a social level, industries And new industries are built. We can look back on history and see this has been the case throughout human existence. This year, we have been given a gift and a blessing. We are being shown how to create a new society, how to create a new world. We are learning how to do that as we go through this day by day. Has it been difficult? Sure. Of course it's difficult. Change is not easy for people. Change is not easy for society as a whole. But we're learning and we're growing. And eventually we will look back years from now and say, wow, how incredible 2020 was for us as human beings. We don't have to go to offices anymore. We don't have to work nine to five jobs anymore. We can work from home. We can work remotely. You can live anywhere you want to because we have internet. We have possibilities. What we thought was possible, this vision has been expanded. 
We are learning. And with Uranus in Taurus, Uranus is the great awakener. He is a planet associated with change, enlightenment, future, technology. I joke that he is the alien, the astronaut. Uranus is ahead. He's in the future. And he brings us up to speed with where we need to be. Uranus right now is in Taurus. He will be there for another three, four years. Taurus is connected to agriculture, land, prosperity, finances, abundance. The trend we've seen with Uranus and Taurus so far since he's been in and out of Taurus since 2018, changes we've seen with Uranus this year are around real estate. People are moving out of cities. People are choosing to exit cities, to exit certain states. There is a mass exodus among some of the largest cities in this country. People want to move out of the city. They want to have land. They want to have freedom. People are interested in growing their own food, vegetables, doing agriculture. People are learning how to grow their own food and how to live off the land. This is Taurus. This is Uranus. Uranus and Taurus is taking something old and making it new again. It's teaching us how to grow, how to build, and create this sense of wealth and abundance for ourselves. It's a beautiful thing. Change is occurring for many of us, but most importantly, this is occurring for us as a society. Nothing will be the same after this year. We all know that. This month, Lots is happening. We've got many different planets switching signs. And on October 31st, we will have a full moon in Taurus on Halloween. That will be interesting and fun. And as we near closer to the end of this year, we have another big conjunction between Saturn and Pluto. And this will occur on December 31st. And this is a big deal because we began this year with a great conjunction in Capricorn. So December 21st will be interesting to see what occurs. And Libra season will continue this month until October 22nd when we have the sun move into Scorpio. How can you take advantage with the sun in Libra over the next few weeks? Connecting with yourself, your relationships, your self-worth, your self-love, and how can you make your relationships even better? This is what Libra season teaches us. It teaches us to love ourselves, to enjoy, to allow ourselves to be a little bit more romantic, to allow ourselves to be a bit more romantic. I'm not sure how romantic we're going to get, though, with Venus and Virgo. It's going to make us feel more practical and down to earth. But with the sun and Libra overriding Venus, there will be a sense of sweetness, dreaminess and pleasure. Great time to connect with your loved ones, with your people, to take time to maybe make your home a bit more 
inviting, comfortable, beautiful. It's fall season. I'm in Miami, but I still love fall. I miss fall so much. I'm from Minneapolis and up there, fall is the most beautiful time of year. I always think of leaves falling off the trees and the smell and the pumpkins and the sweaters and the boots. It's such a fun time of year. And Libra season is about the harvest, enjoying our harvest, enjoying what we have, enjoying our abundance. But Libra teaches us to share, to share our wealth, to share our abundance, because What's the point of having all these beautiful things or all these nice things or all this money and wealth if we don't have anyone to share it with? Libra wants us to learn to share and to be generous with love, with pleasure, with beauty, with abundance. Share it with others. I will be going up to Minneapolis this month. I'm really excited to enjoy my fall weather and cook and bake and carve pumpkins with my family and just enjoy this gorgeous Libra season and fall. And then we will have Scorpio season starting, which will get sexy. We'll get a little naughty since we will have that full moon starting in Taurus, which is about sexuality on October 31st. And we will have a lot of planetary changes coming up. Next week, I will be diving deeper into Mercury going retrograde in Scorpio on October 14th. I wish you a beautiful week ahead. Check your gadgets, check your calendar, check your technology. October is romantic, but practical with Venus and Virgo. And Pluto's going direct, so time to find your personal power. And big deal, since we are going to feel more connected to our personal power, more in control of our ability to transform, to release. This is Scorpio energy. This is sexy. Own your power. Own your worth. Be your sexy bad self. And I will see you next week. I wish you a beautiful week ahead. And before I go, I wanted to share with you guys a card I pulled for the week ahead. And it is openness. When you receive this card, be open to receiving signs. Be still. Do nothing. Be open. Breathe. Relax completely and thoroughly. Incubate your dreams for the future. You are trying to make a decision. Take the time to watch for signs and listen to the whispers of the universe. Watch your dreams for messages regarding the situation. Become the sacred watcher. Observe life as it unfolds rather than becoming engaged in it. Be open to what the universe has in store for you. Be receptive to messages from your soul. This card can also be the bringer of sacred wonders in your life. Miracles can show up in ways you didn't expect. I love that card. It's gorgeous. And it has a gorgeous full moon on it, which is how we began this magical month of October filled with mystery, filled with magic, with love, romance, and a little bit of mischief. Enjoy. I will see you next week.